Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. Let's start today's episode with a question, and the question is, as a leader, what do you think is the greatest investment you can make? Hello, welcome back. This is Darren Mitchell, and you're listening to another episode of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. So great you could join me for another episode, and if you are brand new, welcome. Great to have you on board. Hopefully, there's enough here to give you something to help you and your team move forward in an upward direction and uh, move forward in a positive direction to your uh, increasing your sales capability and also your leadership capability. And of course, if you are returning to another episode, greatly appreciate you listening in and uh, so grateful for a lot of the feedback I get as well. So hopefully I continue to add value and there's something there that you can take away every single day that I record one. So uh, in today's episode, we're going to talk about your greatest investment. Now, that's a question I ask a lot of uh, a lot of leaders, a lot of people, and these are not just my clients, and this is by no means a selling game, um, although it is because there's a call to action at the end, as there is in every single episode, and that is if you want to work with me one-on-one and take your leadership to an exceptional level, then let's uh, let's have a conversation. Simply go to leadwithdarren.com, pick a time, we'll have a conversation. But I do want to talk about this topic today because I was listening to a podcast this morning, and uh, as you've, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that I'm a massive, massive fan of John Maxwell and, and pretty much everything that he produces He's written more books on leadership than I think anybody alive or dead uh, on the planet and probably considered to be one of the top, if not the top expert on leadership when it comes to uh, growth, when it comes to learning, when it comes to situational leadership, and certainly when it comes to servant leadership. And the podcast I was listening to this morning was talking about the questions that leaders ask themselves uh, when it comes to increasing their leadership influence, increasing their leadership a persona, uh, gravitas, and all the and the presence around their leadership. And what really struck me was one of the questions that he asked is around investment. And specifically, as a leader, what investments are you making in order for yourself to get better, but also to help your team get better as well? And it was a question that uh, I was reflecting on as I was walking and looking back at all the sales leaders and all sales teams that I've been working with, certainly for the last five or six years, but even back when I was in corporate, this perception around investment was a really interesting dynamic that I was uh, that I was contemplating, and when I was thinking about this in a lot of detail, it's really interesting. And even I experienced this in my career as well. That often uh, leaders and often salespeople, and just make this more general to the to, I guess the broader business uh, population, very often people expect, particularly if they're working in a large organisation, they expect their company or they expect their manager to invest in them for them. Now, this could be in things like courses, going on to an e-learning course, send me, sending them to workshops, going to conferences, and it may even end up being things like coaching and mentoring. But uh, what's interesting is the individuals tend to think, well, the investment, as I'm, as I'm working for this organization, the company should be investing in me because they're getting the return of that investment by me performing. And the more I was reflecting on this, I was just look, looking back and thinking about all the different courses that I'd been on. And, and the programs that we were trying to run when I was in corporate, uh, certainly as a sales leader, and thinking about the types of return we were getting from these investments, from these workshops, from these methodologies we're implementing. And this is by no means to cast dispersions on the type of training that was done or the type of workshops that were run because the organizations that were running the workshops 
and the methodologies and the content, if you like, of the programs were very, very professional and of high value and certainly of uh, high levels of excellence. But the challenge was just about on every single program that I got involved in or did actually uh, do myself or sort of oversaw uh, and help facilitate in some cases, in just about every single case, the amount of buy-in, the amount of implementation excellence left a lot to be desired. In fact, there was a complete lack of ownership. And I was thinking as to why that was. And one of the things I, well, there was a couple of things that I thought about. One was, it was interesting, and this happens even today when, when I'm dealing with companies and dealing with uh, dealing with sales teams. Often you've got a senior leader that says, well, our team needs this training. You need to put them through this sales methodology training or this uh, influencing sort of strategy or give them the account planning methodology and get them, you need to train my people. And so when they, when they, when they do that, They obviously put their team through training, but the senior leaders are nowhere to be seen. It's almost like, well, I don't need the training because my team needs the training. It's not for me. And so all of a sudden, there's a lack of credibility in the eyes of the team when they see the senior leader is nowhere to be seen. And that was one of the key reasons why I saw a lot of the implementation programs around selling methodology or influencing strategies or pitching strategies uh, really come to nothing in the end but other than spending a bucket load of money so you know good on to these good on these organizations for being able to sell the uh, sell the sizzle if you like and be able to get that methodology that training into the into the big companies like Telstra but at the end of the day a lot of it didn't actually get any traction because there was a lack of ownership so that's the first thing lack of ownership from the senior leaders but also there was a lack of ownership from the individuals doing that program because a lot of the times the people selling the programs and certainly the internal stakeholders selling the reasons as to why the team should be doing the programs forgot to mention what the benefits were going to be for the individual. They kept it really general. They kept it really high level. And in many cases, they kept it specific to the company in terms of the benefit, not to the benefit of the individuals doing the program. So it was uh, it was interesting that most, and this even happens today, that many organizations fail to really get traction with a lot of the programs they put in place because they're forgetting the most important part is what is going to be in it for the individual. Why does this individual need to do this particular program? Now, I should also say uh, that there's always exceptions to the rule and it's not that every single program was an abject failure, but most of them were because we forgot to really tap into what is the benefit, what is the impact going to be for the individual and therefore what is the reason why the individual should get involved and really put their heart and soul into this particular training. And so it lent me to another thought process, which, uh, and John Maxwell mentioned this again on the podcast. He said there are three types of people in the world. There are the unlearned, there are the learned, and then there are the learners. And what he's essentially saying is we have to, and I've, I've got this as a theme just about in every single conversation I have with leaders and with teams, is we've always got to look for what is the next level of performance. There's always something new to be, we can learn from every conversation, from every interaction, from every opportunity, from every failure, there's something we can learn. And it reminds me of a quote from Eric Hoffer, and he said many years ago that in times of change, the learners will inherit the earth, while the learned find themselves beautifully equipped to deal with a world that no longer exists. And you got to probably have to agree that in uh, 2021, probably even two years ago, nobody could foresee what the environment would look like in 2021 because uh, nobody saw a massive pandemic coming that would pretty much disrupt the entire world and uh, literally turn the world up, up upside down. But uh, here we are, there's been massive amounts of change and the ones who are continuing to learn 
and the ones who are continuing to put themselves in a position to continually learn are the ones that are be best prepared to deal with whatever they need to deal with over the next 12, 24, uh, and 36 months and beyond. So as a leader, we owe it to ourselves and we owe it to our people to continue to be learners and learn every single day. Hence, what is the greatest investment? Well, the greatest investment is the investment that we make in ourselves. And this is both in time, but also in dollars. And so remember these three questions. And certainly if you're a leader right now and a sales leader in particular, there are three questions that your team are always asking of themselves about you every single day. Now, this is obviously some, well, in in many cases, they're asking this in an unconscious way. They don't actually ask themselves this question. Although having said that, I have had people ask me this question consciously. So the three, three questions are, do you care? Do you care about me? This is what they're thinking. Do you care about me? Do you genuinely care about me as an individual? Do you care about me as a person in your team? Do you care about me full stop? Second question is, can you help me? Do you have enough uh, wisdom? Do you have enough experience? Do you have enough perspective to be able to help me get better and improve and lift my performance to an exceptional level? And the third question is, can I trust you? Can I trust you to keep things confidential, for example? Can I trust you to do the things that I ask you to do? And can you? Can I trust you to do the things that you tell me you're going to do when you say you're going to do them? And so these are the three questions that uh, teams are always asking of their leader. As I said, many times unconsciously, but also often in a conscious way as well. So what this means is we need to be really conscious as a leader to be completely focused on learning new things, learning new perspectives. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean going out and doing new courses or going to do an MBA. It's looking for opportunities where I can learn. And as I mentioned yesterday on the podcast, how can I get better today than I was yesterday? But how can I get better tomorrow than I was today? So this is this attitude and focus on constant and never-ending improvement. Because here's the thing, and this goes back to one of the key reasons why a lot of the implementation in big corporates in terms of training programs and sort of selling methodologies and things like that don't necessarily get the traction that they deserve or traction that they should. And that is people who invest in themselves increase the chance or the percentage chance of the outcome because there's more skin in the game. Or if I phrase that in another way, the more people spend, the more they pay attention. Now, this is a key thing because it staggers me that particularly in sales game, in the sales game, salespeople and sales leaders are notorious for this. They don't blink at spending 50 grand plus and 50 grand is probably a light amount when it comes to buying things like cars. Now, yes, they put it on on higher purchases and leases and all that sort of stuff, but they don't even blink at paying 50 grand, 60 grand. Some people even pay and spend over 100 grand on a car, and yet they balk at spending even one-tenth of that amount on their own professional development. Now, logically, when you think about that, you've got a, you've got a, a, a material possession that will depreciate over a period of time that will literally give you nothing back in return other than maybe a bit of pleasure right there's no there's no money you can make out of a out of a car now there're probably some vintage car buffs out there that say oh well I've actually made 50 grand on an old car that I've done up and yeah that's an exception to the rule right but there's most people will not make any money out of a car and yet when it comes to spending money on their own on their own development which will give a much bigger return and a much longer return they think, oh no, that's very expensive, and so they won't. They won't even do it, and it's just it staggers me. So the key message today, and I, and I want to, want to make this as a challenge. Uh, if you haven't yet invested in yourself, I want you to ask the question, why not? Right? What what's stopping you from making an investment in yourself, and potentially not allowing you to be fully prepared for whatever change is going to come at us over the next, you know, two years, three years, five years, and beyond. And so think about this: if you're a leader right now, you have to continue to get better because your competition. 
And I've got to always assume this, your competition is going to be doing as much work as they possibly can to get better and position themselves in a different perspective than you, which means we have to keep learning, we have to keep pushing the envelope, we have to keep getting outside of our comfort zone, and we have to be pushing into our learning zone, which means we have to continue to learn new things. Now, you may be sitting there right now and thinking, well, that's all well and good, but I just don't know where to start, right? Now, a lot of people will go straight straight into, and particularly a lot of people in the corporate, they'll go straight into, well, I'm just going to go and do an MBA because an MBA, I've been told, will give me a huge amount of uh, credibility in the marketplace. It looks fantastic on my resume. I can then put it on my LinkedIn profile and uh, I'll get a, a bucket load more money in my, in my position or it'll make me more employable. Now, depending on who you talk to, you'll get various different responses to that assertion. I'm not saying don't go and do an MBA. What I am saying is think about what is the outcome you are looking for. Where do you want to develop? What's important to you? What's your long-term strategy? Why do you do what you do? Why are you a sales leader? And you've got to ask this question all the time. And you've also got to think about what's working well and what's not working well because that will often give you insights in terms of some blind spots which you can go and find information about or look for opportunities to develop in those areas so you can continue to get better. So please, don't think that I'm not saying go and do an MBA. I'm just thinking if you want to go and do an MBA, then go and do that. Just recognize that it will be a huge financial investment. You've got to put a huge amount of time in it as well, and it has to be a huge return on that investment for it to be worthwhile uh, putting that time in. Because many people do it over a couple of years, others do it over you know five or six years. So by all means, look at that, but you've got to know what that outcome is. Now, if you're not looking at MBA, there's other things you can do in terms of your professional development. Now, what this is, this is not necessarily going to your company and saying, hey, I want you to put me on a course. This is you investing in you. Because one of the things that we as leaders have to do is take 100% responsibility for everything that happens, including uh, our own development. So this is this is a, this is why this is a challenge on on you. So if you're listening right now, you know, thinking, well, I'm going to get my company to pay for a course. I'm going to get my company to pay for mentoring. Well, that's fine. But also start thinking about, well, what should I be doing over and above what the company's paying for, so I can continue to get better. And most importantly, I can give myself an opportunity to differentiate myself against my competition and continue to learn at a faster rate and therefore implement it and pay it forward to others as a result of me learning something. So think about a number of these sort of things. Now, these could be big courses, they could be bigger investments, but also think about what are the smaller investments you can make, which can be also very, very effective. And some of them don't necessarily cost any money, but they might cost you a little bit of time. Think about things like books, right? So think about the topic that you want to develop in. Go and do some research and find some books on those particular topics and go and buy them. Don't go and borrow them. Go and buy them because the person that buys the book has made a small investment and it doesn't guarantee you'll finish the book, but it certainly uh, increases the chances that you at least open the first page of the book. So make that investment. You're going to unconsciously feel as if there's an obligation because I've made that investment to actually go and start reading that book. Think about audios, what sort of audio programs you can do. Now, things like podcasts, if you listen to this podcast, this podcast is free, right? There are thousands and thousands of podcasts on just about any single topic that you could think about on all the various different platforms. But you've also got things like TED Talks, uh, videos on YouTube. Anything you want to know about, you can literally find a video on YouTube. So there's no excuse not to self-develop. Now, a lot of these videos don't cost anything to watch, but there may well be an investment required if you want to go deeper into some of these topics. And that's you just have to understand that. But it's no excuse not to go and find the information to at least get a bit of a, an introduction to that particular topic. 
So videos is a great way to learn as well, particularly if you're a visual learner. The other thing to think about is online courses. There is a plethora of online courses available on the mar- in the marketplace, uh, and it's anything from you know a short uh, self-paced learning, thirty minutes type thing, into full day type workshops that you can you can develop in certain areas. Again, be very very specific on the topic that you're wanting to learn in. So online courses are a great way, and many of them are going to be self-paced, and many of them will give you access to other information, other material that you can go and continue to learn at your own pace post doing that particular online course. Uh, You've also got still face-to-face workshops that are happening all over the place. And yes, not as many happening now because of various lockdowns around, but when lockdowns and restrictions have been eased, more and more workshops are happening. Did one last week and I'm doing a few coming up in the next couple of weeks as well. Fantastic way to learn, but it's also a great way to get in front of other people as well. Whether it be a workshop with your peers or workshop with people you've never met before, great way to network, great way to look for opportunities and great way to find different perspectives, certainly from people from different industries, which again gives you some learning that you wouldn't necessarily get if you were just uh, working in your own little organization. Uh, Things like group mentoring and masterminds. So they're things you can actually join as well. And I've done a number of podcasts on the power of the mastermind looking for industry specialists, looking for industry groups where you can, where you can join. Now, some of them will have a, a small fee and it's a free, uh, a free content once you're in with a small fee like a, um, a networking event. And then you're going to have others which are true masterminds where you'll be paying a monthly subscription fee and you get access to lots of different frameworks, tools, uh, curriculum in a lot of cases, but also group coaching, group mentoring from people who have been there and done that that enables you to fast track your own development and in many cases allow that to be paid forward to your team as well. Uh, you've also got the one-on-one mentoring and coaching and that's something that I uh, specialize in as well. So getting finding a coach, finding a mentor who has been there and done that who can help you uh, fast track your development and as I always talk about in the case of sales leaders for example, enable them to get to the exceptional sales leader status as quickly as they possibly can. Because what I've found is many people don't have the toolkits, they don't have the transition plan, they don't have the blueprint in order to make a transition, for example, from an individual contributor into a sales leader, and many sales leaders are not given the blueprint to, to fast-track their development once they're in that role and once they've developed a little bit of experience to actually get to a more senior sales leadership position as well. So picking somebody who is a trusted advisor, who you believe you can relate to, who you believe who can teach you to enable you to fast-track your development. So be prepared to invest in that because the greatest investment you'll ever make, and the, and this is the thing, you're the greatest investment you'll ever make is the investment that you make in yourself. And certainly if you're a leader who's looking to serve your team, you'll be looking for opportunities where you can continue to get better because by you getting better, you're going to pay it forward and the return on investment is going to be staggering because you'll see it play out in the performance of your team and certainly in the development of your team because as we always say, your team is and always will be a reflection of you. So key message added today, the biggest investment and the best investment you can ever make is the investment you make in yourself. So lead by example. Never, ever stop learning and never, ever stop investing. And when you do that, you'll be amazed at what sort of results not only you will achieve, but also what platform, what environment you create for your team to achieve extraordinary results as well. So with that said, again, very much appreciate you plugging into the Exceptional Sales Letter podcast. Uh, If you haven't yet subscribed to the show, please press subscribe or press follow on the platform 
that you are listening to. And if you can do me a massive favor as well and just rate the show and provide a comment, that will enable other people who are just like you finding information about sales and sales leadership to more easily find the show on the various platforms. So with that, just invest in you. You'd be staggered at the results that you get and the return on that investment, which will be paying dividends, not just in the short term, but for many, many years to come. So thanks once again for plugging in and look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.